broadcasting from New York, New York. It's Grant's Rants, Hollywood Talk. Salt Lake City's Mary Cosby skips the reunion and a paycheck. Hustler Erica Jane gets rewarded for bad behavior again. Is Vanderpump Rules experiencing a painful death? Opportunist Jamie Lynn Spears hawks a new book, but Britney is not staying quiet or clothed. And The View looks for a unicorn co-host. That and more with Chloe Reese. Let the ranting begin. I am joined by Chloe Rees. She's a creative director in advertising and a fan of pop culture. She's been on the podcast before. Welcome back. Hi, Grant. It's great to be here. It's good to see you virtually. I hate doing the virtual stuff, but you're in LA. I'm in New York. It's the only way we can do it. I'm glad to have you back on. Let's get into some things. Let's talk because I want to know what you're watching on TV, mainly like in our reality world. What are you watching? What's holding your attention? Well, like I always say... Bravo has got me through COVID, so I'm very thankful for their amazing slate of programming and, of course, uh, all of these new uh, Real Housewives franchises, um, also uh, on Peacock, Mm. which is uh, Bravo adjacent. But right now, I am devouring Real Housewives of Miami and Real Housewives of Orange County. I know you probably have a lot of thoughts around Orange County, but personally, I was not a longtime watcher of Orange County. I kind of only uh, dove in once the series was already in a decline. So I feel like this season with the kind of big cast shakeup and actually my first introduction to Heather Dubrow, who I didn't see the first time around, has been very interesting. And I am really loving all of the drama that Noella is bringing to the table. Noella has the kind of chaotic energy that I just love from a housewife. And I think she's a great addition to the cast. Are you watching another hot mess housewife with the uh, marriage in peril pending divorce storyline fits right in an OC there. I mean, it's inevitable. Uh, I don't know how that Emily and the husband are still together. I, I predicted that from like episode one, that that would be another demise of a marriage on OC houses, uh, another victim to reality TV, but no, um, I, I am, I'm looking at them. Here's the thing. So orange County, I'm like, I'm halfway through episode five. That's pretty good for me. Cause I, it just doesn't hold my attention. Um, I find Heather to be acting and performing and doing improv classes in every scene. So I'm not enjoying her like I did in the past. Maybe I've wisened up. Maybe she has changed her strategy, but you know, I, I she's sitting across from Shannon and Shannon's very much in the reality of her life. And then you've got Heather kind of like in Second City reality TV edition. And so it's just kind of like a strange dynamic. But what do you what is your take on Heather? Well, OK, it was really interesting because the first episode you know, starts with a home tour uh, with Heather's long awaited home tour. And yep. I'd read about, you know, how that was kind of her storyline as she left the show. And it was really interesting because I, I went back and watched the first episode that Shannon was introduced on on OC. And it actually started with her giving a home tour to Heather and mm. others of her amazing home that she subsequently had to leave because of her divorce. And it was just such an interesting parallel to see, you know, how far Shannon has come. And obviously now Heather being, uh, you know, 
Queen Heather of, of Orange County and her majestic mansion and uh, multiple rooms dedicated to her herself. Um, I yeah, she she clearly is one of the types of housewives who is, uh, you know, an actress who didn't necessarily make it and is kind of fulfilling her acting dreams through uh, reality TV. Um, I think, you know, the scene where she's uh, threatening Shannon uh, was a pretty good indication of, you know, how here's me playing a gangster, gangster wife. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it was channeling daytime TV for me. And it's really everything I can honestly say, not to be negative, I can say it's everything I hate about these shows because she's there basically, it's not a threat, it's a promise that like, what is she going to do? She's going to go after this woman's family. Like that, I'm so tired of seeing that on Housewives of people trying to destroy each other, tear families apart, you know, go after kids, swearing on kids' lives. I am not for any of that. I like the absurdity of these shows. That's why I was a fan of New York. Um, and the little I could see of that girl's trip because I refused to pay for Peacock. So I saw as much as I could <laughs> until they started to charge. Um, but I love the absurdity and the nonsense. And I've really done a lot of reflecting on this because Housewives has, have really kind of lost me in the last year or two. And like, what is it? What is that factor? And it's really that now it's becoming a very serious game, not only on the show, but behind the scenes and in the press. I mean, these bloggers and websites and podcasters, I mean, it is a lifestyle of how many memes you can pump out in a week. And I don't know. I just, I watched it for entertainment value and now it's almost like run like a business. So yeah, I just, I'm watching and enjoying what I can, but I I've also kind of taken a little bit of a step back because it, it got really like competitive and kind of ugly a little bit in the housewives world. What do you think? Yeah, that's an interesting take. I think, you know, what I love about this franchise is just that it, every city is really has a different energy. And I like that, you know, you can kind of bounce from one energy, which might be very dark and very dramatic to something that is more playful, like, for example, right now, Miami, I find that Miami is a lot more light and a lot more playful and, and fun as a, as a vibe than definitely where, mm-hmm. where we're getting right now with Salt Lake city and, yeah. and, um, where Beverly Hills was last season. Um, but I don't know, I guess I always do like the parallel of, of real housewives being my sports. And so, you know, there's just, I, I just, I, I love it. I think I, I kind of, obviously watch all of the shows. So I, you know, I appreciate the memes. I appreciate the, the weeklies and, and reading mm-hmm. on all the, the drama and listening to podcasts about it. So it is, it's kind of my sports and, and I just, you know, been watching these shows pretty much since, well, I think, yeah, like New York since season one and just love the evolution and, and following people through all, all these years and seeing how they evolve, leave, come back. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now there's, they really are like in certain ways, like soaps because they do have such history to them. Now we're going back 10 years ago to flashbacks of items that have happened on the show. I don't know, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, mm, I'm struggling with it. I really am in certain ways and struggling to hold my interest. Salt Lake city. I dragged myself through those first nine episodes and I wish I did not I wish I started with episode nine because now I'm into 12 I'm still way behind but um it's okay I'm enjoying the drama this is kind of dark drama that I don't mind because it is gripping it's definitely swallowing the show like you said kind of channeling with the whole Erica and Beverly Hills but it's not bad I'm enjoying it I think that if I just watch these shows through the lens of just it's on 
enjoy it. It's passive viewing. I think I'll enjoy it more versus like trying to really, really get deep into it. Like a lot of other people, they, they tear apart and write down all every little moment. And it's just, to me, it's just not that deep. Yeah, exactly. That's why I think my fiance is just does not understand my fascination with these shows. He's like, you know, you're a smart woman. What, why are you spending your time with this? And, you know, I, it's very hard to explain because, you know, it's not, I'm not watching it literally as like, okay, I admire these people or their lifestyles or uh, it, it's really just kind of like an anthropological study of people, just like very strange people and <laughs> who have lifestyles that, you know, I can't even, and, you know, when you look at, for example, uh, I think we're going to talk about some salaries or, mm. um, you know, uh, that is another thing that fascinates me is just, you know, a lot of these women are not unless you're kind of the stars of each franchise, you're not making a lot of money. So like, what is really the, the drive for being on these shows and what's the, who, what type of person is going to go on TV and potentially ruin their reputation, ruin their marriage, as we've seen happen with so many of these women's women. And um, you know, for what, like, Two thousand to six thousand dollars an episode, especially you know if they have these these very uh, expensive lifestyles that they're trying to maintain, it's just a yeah, it's a very strange life choice. And obviously, someone who wants to be seen, wants to be famous, yes. isn't isn't Degree able to be famous. Yeah. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, yeah, the, clearly just a very odd type of person. You'd be on this show. And I like watching odd people do odd things. So Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're all narcissists in their own way in certain aspects. So I, there's a certain like draw to that. I get it. Uh, I've been covering them for a long time. Uh, some I love more than others. One, I cannot figure out again. I am only on episode what uh, 12 of Salt Lake city, but Mary Cosby, I haven't seen everything. So I want you to fill me in, but what are these allegations, racist allegations? I know that obviously I know about the church and, people viewing it as a cult, but what, what has, I haven't been all caught up. Fill me in really quick on, on Mary Cosby. What, why is she so under the knife right now? Or under well, the gun? you know, not only the Mary Cosby being a head of a church, which has obviously it's been accused of being a cult of, um, you know, I guess, manipulating people to give money that they don't have to her. Uh, and in addition to that, she's, you know, she's kind of a whack job. She uh, says things that are completely inappropriate that, you know, I, if she th thinks them, it's probably linked to just the fact that she's had a very unconventional lifestyle or just you know, is a very uh, strange and uh, different person. Mm -hmm. um, but the things that she is saying are absolutely unacceptable and inappropriate. Um, she made comments about Jenny uh, in regards to being Asian that were which I'm sure you saw on the show as well. That I haven't seen that yet. I saw her attack Whitney about the carpool and all. Uh, well, you know, she, she made comments about her, her slanted eyes mm. and um, her yellow skin tone, which just, you know, in oh, 2022. On. Yeah. And, you know, I guess those, 
didn't even get a lot of uh, scrutiny from the other members, the members of the cast, which I, I kind of would have expected. Uh, you know, I feel like people don't really take Mary seriously and know that she is just absolutely bonkers. So I think that they kind of brush this stuff off. Uh, I know that she's also, I believe she made other comments on social media that were inappropriate or racist that she had to then go and make an apologies for. But I think generally her social media presence is unhinged as, as she seems to be in person, but she's definitely a very strange addition to it. She's a very strange housewives cast person. I would see her maybe more on a TLC style show. Her energy is, is definitely very, uh, you know, not aligned with the others, which probably adds to some mm-hmm. of the the shows shows interestingness but yeah. um you know she she yeah i i saw that she didn't make it to the reunion or didn't show right. up and therefore was fired so i guess that's the latest uh mary allegedly and i think she's been problematic with that whole business outside the 7-eleven like mm, she's talked about that in season one i can't say i'm super shocked about this now, Andy talked about on his radio show that he spoke with her, Mary Cosby, New Year's Eve before that disastrous, horrible telecast, in my point of view. Um, <laughs> he had um, a long talk with her, he said, and he said that this is strange, that uh, she's not finding the gratitude in being on the show anymore. And to me, that's very kiss the ring. You're lucky to be here you know, I want you to be special and I want you to feel special. Like that was like, I don't know. That's just like a weird way to put it. But maybe I, again, I am reading a quote. I didn't hear the inflection. So I could be totally misconstruing this, but um, odd. So yeah, that's, I, I mean, what happens next? So she she's joins the short list of women who skipped reunions and we really don't see them again, right? Who else has skipped a reunion? Vanderpump. Adrian oh yeah, Maloof. of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vanderpump. Yeah. I remember that. Um, Unfortunately, yeah. we do see her on Vanderpump Rules. Coming up in a moment, we'll be getting to that. But what do you think about this? Well, Stupid okay. Move? Like we saw, I think Mary Cosme. Um, she doesn't. Yeah, she, she. I don't know how she ended up on the show. Big question mark. Like I said, she doesn't seem like the a natural fit, and. You know, she hasn't really become a part of the group. So it, her presence usually feels just kind of she's she's an, been added on. And, um, you know, she doesn't really mix well with the group in terms of just, you know, being a housewife and doing the things that housewives do to make the show interesting. What's interesting about Mary is just the, the fact that she's bizarre and says, you know, things just has the most bizarre life and background and, you know, religious uh, angle. Exactly. Um, So it's like, you know, they've tried to show her being friends with Meredith, which I don't buy. It's very strange. They, I just remembered another horrible thing that she said was um, I guess, speaking about Jen in some ways that she reminded her of a Mexican cartel or Mexican drug Lord, um, which Meredith kind of brushed off and laughed, but, you know, didn't really call her out and then also mocked Jenny's accent. Um, so yeah, I, that mm-hmm. friendship has got a few black marks strange. against her. Yeah. And, yeah. and you'll see in upcoming episodes, Meredith is more or less going to, um, uh, be defending her 
in, in some regard, but Mary for me does not seem like somebody that um, has a lot of friends. She's, she yep. seems more reclusive to me. So it's definitely kind of odd that she's like on the show. I don't believe that she's friends with these women in between seasons. Like she just, it just doesn't seem natural to me. So I don't know. I haven't seen enough of her this season to know if I'll miss her, but from what you're telling me, uh, I don't think we need that on the show. Uh, I, I, I don't really care what happens to her, yeah. to be honest. I uh, could see her, her like headlining a show called like millionaire hoarders. Ugh. And it's just about Mary. And you know, if you, I've paused many times when they're like walking through her home and just like looked at, she has just piles of things on pot. She had like a, a table that was filled with like 400 half empty water bottles and just really bizarre, bizarre Ew. life. Um, you know, last season we saw her just in her closet for the most part all, all year long. But yeah, so let's let's recast Mary for millionaire hoarders. There you go. Well, she allegedly, or according to Tamara Tattles, they reported that uh, Mary's making six thousand an episode, and that went up from previous her previous season. Um, so that's like a good. What she's giving up is $18,000 by skipping that three-part reunion, basically. Um, so that's what she's leaving on the table. Who knows? Sources are saying that, you know, she's upset about a bad edit. We've heard this before. And I believe that editing is a large role in reality TV. But also, I've said this for years, the words come out of your mouth. So what is it? They sure do. Yeah. You know? Um, I don't think, yeah, I don't think she'll be missing that $18,000. If you look at, um, just like some of her outfits, like her basic outfit to go to, you know, grocery shopping is about $18,000. So she's certainly an odd one now from the odd to, to me, just the worst, the lowest of the low Erica Jane. Wow. I can't, I could, I don't think I could view her any less uh, reality blurb is reporting that she's getting a big pay increase. So that now that's how I know this is true because, you know, certain, certain people only fail up. And uh, last season, according to, again, this, this article uh, over on Tamara Tattles, reality, reality blurb, um, she was paid $68,000 an episode last season, season 11, where a total of 1.36 million for 20 episodes, not counting the 272,000 additional from the four-part reunion. So she's, you know, crying over the caviar pie that she, look at her life. And I can tell you that is not my salary. So, and I don't do just 20 episodes a year. I work full, no time off, no PTO, zero. So I, I, I view her so poorly and I think that she's just so full of it. But of course, we have to put this in perspective because she's actually, she's being hit with a $25 million lawsuit. So suddenly just under 2 million doesn't seem that sky high, but this still infuriates me because now this new season, she's going to get a 10% increase, which brings her to 71,400 an episode. To me, that's disgusting. I don't care for her. I don't want to hear it, but this is what's being reported. What do you make of it? I, I was really not expecting her to come back next year. I mean, I guess some part of me thought she would be in jail or something. Um, so yeah, that <laughs> honestly, I remember a few weeks back, there was a lot of talk about, you know, oh, we're going to announce like a big housewife shakeup in Beverly Hills. And I was just, you know, praying, please, like Lisa Rinna, please don't bring back Lisa Rinna and please mm -hmm. don't bring back Erica Jane. And I mean, honestly, 
I don't know how I'm going to bring myself. I know I will watch the season because I, uh, because I will, but I am not happy about it. And I do not want to watch Lisa Rinna. I do not want to watch Erica Jane. I don't really want to watch Kyle. Oh man. They have, they have no show without Erica because they've positioned themselves for years. And I've said this on this podcast and I had specials about it, that the show is creatively dead. So they have, they have no choice, but to open up the Bravo bank vaults and hand Erica what she wants because They've not developed the show correctly, in my opinion. But when it comes to Lisa Rinna, I agree. And I've noticed her popularity online has gone through the floor. People are not interested in her anymore. And it's interesting that you say that you don't want to see her. I don't know if that's getting back to Bravo, but you're not alone. Uh, yeah, I mean, it really, I, honestly, yeah, it looks I, I can't find one person in the fan base who's, who's still on the team, Lisa. Um, I also wondered, you know, just what is what is Erica's storyline going to be next season? Is it going to be a whole nother season about Tom, Tom's legal troubles, mm-hmm. or is she going to just be like, I'm, you know, here's the comeback of Erica Jane. Cause I don't, I don't want to see that either. I really don't. <laughs> I don't want to see her going back to I'm music. Wondering, I'm wondering if we're going to see her dating. We're going to see her move into the new place. She allegedly moved into, um, you know, I wonder because she can't play full victim this time. Or can she? But, you know, I'm just wondering, like, what is the angle going to be? Because, she, yeah. I don't know, can we even say she really talked about that much? What was true? So, I, I don't know. She will find a way, though, because, like I said at the top, these are narcissistic people, and she needs the money, I guess, and they're certainly willing to pay her for it. So, uh, who says that uh, bad behavior goes unrewarded? So, that's my twist on that. Uh, does that make any sense? I don't know. Uh, let's move on to the decline of Vanderpump rules. There's a Daily Beast article out. And the title of this article, if you want to read it, and it is long, it's called Sex and the Sir, the show, the slow and painful death of Vanderpump rules. Did you get through this article? Yes, I, I sure did. I'm not not sure if I agree, but we can discuss. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, because I, I agree with a lot of this article. There's a quote, and this to me kind of ties it together for me personally. Uh, this is from the article. Watching now, you would have no idea that Vanderpump Rules was ever must watch reality TV. Nine seasons in, the show's ratings have fallen to an all-time low of 550,000, around a quarter of its peak when 2 million people tuned in to the season two finale to watch Stassi backhand Kristen for sleeping with her ex. So what happened? Why does this feel like Vanderpump Rules is sprinting towards the reality TV graveyard? That's kind of the top line of the article. To me, this show has no buzz. I don't hear about it. Again, I've kind of taken a little bit of a step back, so that could be me. But I think the show is done. What do you think? You're a fan, so you're, you have a different perspective than me. <laughs> well, it's interesting. So I agree, it is definitely a different show than it used to be. And I think it kind of poses the question, when we watch reality TV, are we watching it for the concept or for the cast? Because, you know, mm, smart. it definitely is not a show about drunk, the drunk, crazy shenanigans of bar workers in WeHo anymore. But it is or was the show more like about a group of friends going through life and now they're going through life in their mid 30s. Um, so I think the uniqueness really about that about 
um, pump rules was the fact that it was built on organic friendships, at least a lot more so than some of the cast of Real Housewives. Right. And, you know, for me, I've I started watching the show when I moved to California and now I live in L.A. And it's just I guess living in L.A., it's a show I like to watch because I still feel very you know, it is very a hometown show. Like Sheena's new apartment is right above the Trader Joe's that I shop at every week. So last week when Sheena got her proposal on the balcony of her apartment building, I was thinking, you know, what if I'd been going to Trader Joe's that day? And I looked up and there was a balcony full of balloons and Sheena getting engaged like that, you know, it feels very, uh, you know, very close to home. Um, and so I definitely am holding on for nostalgia's sake. You know, I still, I like Ariana. I think she's a great character. I like watching Sheena's delusions and, you know, I'm actually pretty excited for next season, knowing that Lala and Randall have split and James and Markel have split. And it does seem having watched, uh, watch what happens lives last week, uh, that they were sort of hinting that there might be something going on between those two. So a season where Lala is single and James is si- are single, I think that could maybe bring a little bit more spice into the, the, the next year's season. Um, I definitely had been waiting for so long for Lala and Randall split that I'm excited to see that being addressed on the show. Uh, I always hated him and hate, hate Lala, honestly. So, you know, that's a little bit of schadenfreude. And another part of it is that, you know, having let go of Jax and Stasi uh, and Kristen, who are you know, really horrible people, I kind of don't want to let them win by acknowledging that the season that happened without them is bad because right. I know they probably, you know, Jax is yeah. probably tweeting like, see the ratings without me only got this much, you know? So I really, yeah, I don't want to let them win. <laughs> so you're, you're still hopeful for this show. It sounds like you're still a fan and, and still into it. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I was, I was a late bloomer for this show. I got into it well after it's glory days. And I think for the last, yeah, I know like the last two seasons. So now like the last three years, I just have not been invested whatsoever and I can't stand Lisa. So I have no interest in seeing her now this current season though, when, while they were filming it, they said that it was going to be a lot more of Lisa's life and Lisa's lifestyle. Is that the truth? Is that what's in the show? Well, thank goodness it's not. Um, honestly, I yeah. Was I think- that a plant, Lisa? Was that a, was that a plant in, in uh, radar online to get good press? Because um, yeah, I, I remember that we reported on that here on that's the podcast. A, that's interesting. I think actually the one thing that could make this show better is not having Lisa in the show. It, it her mm-hmm. involvement now now that none of them work in the restaurant. It's it is fr- pretty bizarre to be like having these people just go over to Lisa's house for a scene and oh let's get Lisa's point of view on you know whatever's going you're going through in your life where, you know, that it just doesn't feel like an organic thing that would happen or that Lisa would really even, you know, this season they tried to set up like Lisa and Lala as counterparts, like, is, because, you know, now Lala's a Bel Air housewife. So of course they'd be friends, which just, you know, wouldn't happen in real life. You'd never have just like Lisa considering Lala a peer and having her over for tea. That's weird. It, it really, yeah. The, so that that's weird. Like, so having her be the boss in the restaurant uh, context made sense, but just like Lisa friends with these people, I, I'm not buying that. So I actually think, yeah, she could definitely take a step back and maybe it's 
Yeah, but then the name of the show doesn't make much sense. I know. But. Well, I've said for years they really had to shoehorn her into the stories and scenes and episodes. And <laughs> I wonder if she has a guarantee or something like that of how yeah. many shows she has to appear in. Because she does, I believe she's an executive producer. So well, that's what she's doing. Huh? I, yeah. I guess I was wondering, I think there was a rumor that she might be coming back to Beverly Hills. And I was kind of it's like thinking, oh, well, maybe she can go back to Beverly Hills and then be less present on Vanderpump and then she'll have her. <laughs> reality outlet you know i don't think her dinner party show is getting renewed so you know she has to do something i watched one episode of that it was pretty torturous another point in this article that i thought was kind of smart was that people watch vanderpump rules to feel better about themselves and where they were in life and now the cast has almost surpassed the average viewer because they're influencers and reality stars and have big brand deals. And so that suddenly doesn't become so fun for people to watch and kind of point and laugh at, I guess. So, I mean, they never also this article points out, which I didn't know, because again, I'm not watching was that they never addressed the racist comments and the former cast members that were removed. That's what they said in the article. Yeah. That's actually a really good point. They didn't. They just like, yeah, they didn't. Never mind. Uh, don't don't ignore the past. Like that's that's even that's just lazy producing in my point of view. Not that we need to sit through. I don't know. No, we could sit through a little yeah. bit of that. Yeah, let's sit through it. That's part of the reality of these people's lives. Let's at least acknowledge what yeah, that's a became really of point, these people. Yeah. So that alone for me is like, what the hell is the show? Who's producing the show? That's a, okay. Well, you, you make a great point for that alone. I probably shouldn't, should not be watching the show. Uh, no, it's, it's no, mindless. You, you have a good point. And then, you know, there is a terrible problem with diversity as in there is none on this show. Um, how, you know, how is that possible? After they had a full year Washington. to get it together. Exactly. It's also been on what for nine seasons. So that's 10 years. So Yeah. yeah. What's your excuse? Um, not into that. But yeah, that's crazy. Because again, someone who's lived in LA for as long as I have, I can tell you these restaurants are extremely diverse. So there's yeah. really no, there's just, that's a choice. Anyway, let's cope. In part two, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about Brittany, Jamie Lynn, GMA, Instagram, the notes app. And then a little bit, I have Oof. to sneak it in the view. I have to, I have, I'm ready to go into that. We'll be back with Chloe in a moment. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. 